Here we go. Episode 55 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I am Michael Merlo, joined by John Michael Masiri. JM, how you doing? I'm doing good. I got to say, that sweatshirt looks extremely comfortable. That's... I'm... I'm really comfy. It's almost like I'm snug. It's like it was like a snuggie. Like I'm yeah, snuggled that's, in. That's pretty nice right there. Um, how much you pay for that, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I didn't pay for it as a gift, and it was only like 48 bucks. Really? Looks like some nice sweatshirt. Oh, it is go. nice quality. It's comfy. Um, I'm doing good. Uh had a nice weekend. Now yes, you did. Yeah, I had a real nice weekend. Um, sunny Florida. Still got a little sunburn. But besides that, yeah, I'm doing good. What were you doing in Florida? I was at the the greatest place on earth, the Daytona 500, Daytona International Speedway. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing like it. Great American race. You can't go wrong. Everybody's, good race, too. Everybody's like, yeah, great race. Everybody's talking about, oh, you know, uh, no more football. Football's first Sunday without football. Get on the wave. First Sunday with NASCAR, baby. Let's get, let's get first it going. Sunday with NASCAR. The first Sunday without football was great for you. It wasn't even like you, were, you weren't missing a beat. Right. There was no conflict. I didn't have to worry about missing a game. Went hand in hand. I loved it. That, that is good. Looked like a fantastic time. Unfortunately, our favorite sport does not look like it's going to be starting on time. And that is baseball because of many issues. We're going to get to the NBA and the NFL in a little bit. We are going to start with baseball, though, because – they have met, and we haven't been here in a little while, you know, conflict with schedules, but we're back. We are back, and I don't really remember where we were the last time we spoke about this, but let's just say it hasn't gotten better when it comes to these labor negotiations and that, and, and let's start with saying that they have met, the players and the owners have met for four straight days now in Jupiter, Florida. It just it hasn't gotten better. I don't know how you can go four straight days of meeting for hours and not get something done or just be productive in some kind of way. Well, I mean, whatever side you want to take in this, I think both sides are extremely stubborn. I mean, my opinion is the owners are way more stubborn than the players, but even so, uh, you know, there's how can, like you said, how can you negotiate for hours on hours and days on days and weeks and weeks and you can't come to a compromise yet. So, yeah, they've agreed on a couple of things so far, but there's still a while to go. And every day, it's just you lose more and more hope that we're going to ever get a long season here or, God forbid, a season in general. Um, it's it's not good. And you don't really know who to blame because people want to blame Manfred, and I hate – I really can't stand Manfred. But, um, you know, he's not – he's not the president of the United States kind of a thing in terms of his, his power within the league. He he doesn't, whatever he says goes, he works for the owners, which we've talked about. So there's, there's gotta be a middle ground here. We got to eventually major league baseball set a deadline of February 28th. That is this coming Monday that if there's no deal struck, um, opening day is no more opening day. So you're going to, you're going to miss games if you don't have a deal by then. And they are going to meet, I think, every day up until that date. But let's just say, I mean, I'd say it's a 70% chance, maybe even higher, that they don't get a deal done by Monday. February 28th comes. Let's say they meet in the morning. Nothing happens. What's going to happen after that? Like, we're going we're gonna to be sitting here. We know March 31st is not happening. 
no spring training, are they going to go away for a week or two and yeah. say, okay, we did what we could. We worked for a week and a week straight. We're, we're going to go away. We're going to take a break and we'll come back in a week and get this and try and hash this thing out. Right. It's like, how, how long are you going to let this go? Right. Um, like you said, hours on hours, the past couple of days meeting and they can't come to an agreement. And now the deadline on the 28th, who's to say that they don't get pissed off. Both sides says, you know what? Ah, screw it. I don't want to talk about this. This is too much. Let's give it a couple weeks. And now we're really in trouble because now we're going May. We're starting, we're starting June. And who the hell knows how long it goes. What, what did we say during COVID, right? We were thinking 100 games, 120 game season, something like that. It ended up getting down to 60. And we were lucky. At one point, we thought it was going to be 40. Yeah. So you just have no hope. And I remember when that stuff was going on with COVID, we all said, well, you look at how this went, and um, there's a CBA that's expiring in a year and a half. We're here. Where we are now. We're here. And, and there's so many issues with the relationship between the owners and the players. The players have gotten railroaded in the last two CBA negotiations. So for 10 years now, it has been complete dominance by the owners. And, and that's an issue. Sure. The game doesn't grow when one side is absolutely killing the other. It doesn't. Things don't get done. And in this situation, if, the, if they are playing, Michael K put it this way today, a really high stakes game of chicken. And what's going to happen is the owners are going to win. And for the sake of baseball, that's not a good thing for the sake of our two favorite teams, not the angels and the Rangers. They, it is not a good thing for our, if the owners were to win at this point right now, it would not be a good thing. Oh no, it really wouldn't be a good thing for baseball, but the owners have the money. The owners have the ability to say, you know what? Screw it. You want to miss, you want to miss April. We can miss April. The teams in the Northeast, the teams up North, those owners don't care about April. That's their worst month when it comes to ticket sales. So they're willing to kick this month out. Yeah, they don't really care. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, you're seeing a lot of people now are getting exposed. You know, it's really exposing how many greedy and money-hungry people there are in this business. And that's not right because it's an entertainment business. It's something that kids look up to um and, and inspires them and you know that it's a it's an experience for a family to go to a ball game and and whatever i mean people give their their lives to it to this stuff you know they, they they eat it up every day and we're some of those people i mean we're literally on a podcast right now talking about this crap and we have to deal with it so that's not fair to us that's not fair to anybody um it's it's just ridiculous at this point uh and it's going to keep getting worse which is just so disheartening to even think about and it's just a shame that the owners aren't really willing to share their cut for the players because baseball has been doing fine it's actually been getting better in terms of revenue and 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 growth and the players are seeing that their salaries aren't really matching up with that growth so rightfully so they're saying well hold hold on what's going on here we want our piece and the owners aren't willing to give that to them. So, I mean, how much money could you need? But I'm going to guess that each team is worth at least a billion dollars. I'd have to go check. It's pretty close to a billion. And aside from the Marlins and the Mets, who were just bought recently, 
I mean, unless I'm blanking on a team, I don't remember the last time a baseball team was for sale other than the Dodgers, but that was a year ago. You're talking about if you were to sell it, sell the team, you are looking at a billion dollars, at least in some cases. The Mets went for two. So you're looking at about a billion for your baseball team, and you're sitting here crying about money because you didn't buy the team for a billion dollars. You bought the team for less. Mm-hmm. They're sitting here crying about money, and this is my issue. And, and you know, you want to talk about the, the luxury tax, the, the competitive balance tax, and this is a big-time, you know, issue with the negotiations. This is a big-time, you know, issue in getting this deal done. The owners want stricter penalties and the threshold for the competitive balance tax to be less because they want to look at it as a salary cap. And the players are sitting here saying, we want that number higher and we want less penalties so that these owners are going to go out there and spend money like a Steve Cohen, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees should be doing this year, like the Red Sox in a, in a couple of years. And, and the owners are saying, no, we, we don't want this. The cheap ass owners are saying, no, we don't want this. Right. We, we want an excuse to not spend money. And I think another thing that's ridiculous is this whole uh, deadline now that the MLB is deciding to set, which is basically just a threat to the players saying, all right, we're in control yeah. here. We don't care. Like you said, April's not the greatest month for us. We we can take this loss. If you guys don't want to play, if you don't want to – they're not saying if you don't want to, you know, come to a middle ground with us. They're saying if you don't want to do what we, do, what we want to do, then – you know, tough luck. We'll we'll see you in, in in March. And there are other issues throughout the game. Base. I love baseball. It's, it's my favorite sport. It's your favorite sport, and I, I love it the way it is. But there are some things that can be changed that can make the game better. You know, pace. You know, if you can think of ideas or pace supply, you do it. You you implement it as long as it works and doesn't change the game. You know, more than you they already have but you're not even going to be able to get to these issues because of, you know, how long it took to actually get to the table to bargain on these issues, make offers to each other. This is only the 10th time in this whole off season that they met today. So it, it's pretty disgusting how they've done it. I mean, and, what, both sides are to blame. You got to like step back for a second and be like, what are we talking about here? Like what, what is at stake right now? that it's, it's going to impact a bunch of these different things. It's, it's going to postpone the season, you know, pr- prolong these negotiations. We're not talking about life or death here. We're talking about luxury taxes and playoff formats and arbitration. This is all stuff that should be easily resolved. It's been going on in baseball for years upon years, right? This isn't some brand new concept that we're seeing here with all these rules that just need to be tweaked and changed. This happens all the time. It's it, it is. It's so embarrassed. Like I am embarrassed right now to be a baseball fan. I really am. I, yeah. I'm not like it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, how could you possibly say stuff like, Oh, well kids nowadays are playing basketball more kids are playing football more. And you want to complain about that stuff. When at the same time, you're literally how does a kid's dad explain to him a eight-year-old kid that wants to see Mike Trout play says, why aren't the angels on right now? And he says, Oh, well, um, the owners and the players uh, can't come to an agreement on luxury tax. Like what? 
Come on. It's just, it's disgusting. It really it's ridiculous. Is. I mean, at least so, with the COVID stuff, that was brand new. We didn't know how bad the virus was. People were concerned about their health and we didn't, we didn't have it figured out. This is, has nothing to do with health life. It's, it's, it's freaking white collar stuff. And, and Manfred had said with all the rules in place and getting everything set with COVID, he didn't think they'd be able to play more than 60 games. You know, we could debate that, you know, for another day, we could have a debate another day, but they're, listen, they're going to lose people. They are. If they miss a single game, there are people stubborn enough. And I've been listening to talk radio for, you know, weeks now about this. People call up and say, I will leave. I'm done. I will drop this sport. And these are diehard fans. We're not even talking about the casual fan that tunes in every so often. When baseball is not on in a month from now, and just not even a month from now, they, let's say they don't get a deal done. They meet maybe a couple of times in the next two weeks. Guess what happens? NFL free agency starts, takes over the news. You know how that happens. It's quick. A lot of big things are done very fast. March Madness starts a week later. Then after March Madness, guess what happens? The NFL draft. Right. Yeah. Out of the news cycle completely. You're going to forget baseball even exists. And then you got NHL and NBA playoffs. You're right. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, bore anybody by bringing up NASCAR, but this is actually a really good point because I talked with a woman when I was in Daytona, literally on Sunday, the day of the race, I was standing online and uh, some 60 year old woman with her husband, uh, got into a conversation with her. We're talking about the race and everything and how she loves the cars. And we were asking her, she's from San Diego, uh, how she got into the, to the racing. And she said, well, when COVID happened, she's very new to the whole sport. She said, when COVID happened, there was nothing on. And she started watching NASCAR. That was the only thing that was on. And now she's hooked on it, right? She's been to, this is her third race in a year. She wow. can't get enough of it. Like she loves the sound of the car. She loves being there. It's amazing to her. You don't think that stuff's going to happen, whether it's NASCAR, NBA, whatever the hell it is. When these MLB fans, yeah, obviously they're not going to lose us. You're not going to lose the diehard fans right. who, who talk about the sport all day, who eat all the content, play fantasy baseball, all the diehard fans of their teams. You're not going to lose us. What you are going to lose is people who are a step down from that, people who like to follow the sport, keep around with it, but you know, don't invest so much time into it or keep up with it that much. The casual fan, you're going to lose those people. And guess what? There's more casual fans than there are diehard fans. That's just how it is. So you're going to lose a lot of people. And what about, what about the kids, right? That you want to, you want to get younger generation into the sport. You're these kids are going to say, Oh, no baseball. Okay. NBA playoffs are on. Let's go watch the NBA. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to be forgotten kid, about. And that kid's going to see LeBron James. Well, they're not even going to be in the freaking playoffs. Probably. Oh, they that kid's going to see Giannis Antetokounmpo get a sick block or a dunk, and he's going to say, wow, that was cool. I want to play basketball. I love the NBA, whatever. He's going to – that's going to be a turning point in his life. He's not even going to think twice about baseball anymore. And so. that's going to happen to a lot of kids. Do they not realize this? Do they not – and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I agree with you. I think Manfred's a clown. I think he realizes this. I think he does understand what can happen if they do miss games. Yeah. He understands the catastrophic effect it has. I mean, if they miss two weeks, okay, they miss two weeks. Me and you, we're going to say it was avoidable, but it's only two weeks. We will live with it. 
There are going to be some stubborn ass people that say, screw them. They missed two weeks that they shouldn't have arguing over money. I'm done. But it, it's fine. If they miss a month, two months. Oh, my God. They they don't understand what's coming. They, they don't think, understand. I think there are so many slimy people in this sport. And maybe it's not just this sport. Maybe it's all the sports. But we see it so much here so, in this sport. There are so many slimy people in this sport, and it's really a shame. I mean, I think back to, I believe, one of the first episodes we ever had. might have been the first one. We were talking about that Mariners uh, president or whatever the hell is, GM. Wow. I don't even, even remember yeah. what he was. The guy that was bragging about overcharging his uh, which fans for parking and was bragging about how cheap he was and not mm-hmm. giving out salaries. and You really think he's the only one? No, of course not. I am so sure that there are tons, dozens of guys in the league that are saying the same thing. And can you correct me if I'm wrong? We haven't really seen that many teams go over it. But if you go, so the Dodgers went over the luxury tax, right? They went over about $40 million. So they pay a tax on that $40 million. Does that money actually get sent around the league into revenue sharing? Who knows? I I heard that twice this week, and I was surprised by it. If that's so, no, even oh even yeah, that, no, it does, it does. The now, okay, so perfect. All the money that these smaller market teams get, right? We're talking about the Orioles or the Indians. Um, who was the other team that had the, the forty million dollar payroll this year? The Rays, the Athletics. These teams make money from the regional networks. T, the national TV deals all split no matter what. The Orioles make the same amount as the Yankees do, revenue sharing. So they're pocketing that money, not putting it onto the field when they have $40 million payrolls and taking all the money in f- from what they get from the stadium and tickets, blah, 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 whatever else there is. So you're making a massive profit. Oh, and let's not talk about the expanded playoffs they're doing that's yeah. going to bring in at least $100 million of revenue. I think for each team, that's how big the deal is. Yep. But they still, they still, they still want to squeeze every last penny out of this. And the players are willing to give them this 14 team playoff that they don't even want. They're willing to give it to them. And it's a lot of money. It's we're talking about a hundred million dollars here, but they won't, but they won't give the, the players a bone. They won't throw the players a bone. Where they want some money. It shows that the owners, and listen, I, I can't speak for every owner, but they really don't give a crap about the sport of baseball. No, like, not at all. How can you? How can you when that's something already, right? 14 playoff teams. You've never seen that before. That's, I don't like it. I know you don't like it. Like, that's just, that's too many. But the players are willing to do it. So, what line do you get to for the owners where they finally say, okay, you know what? That's enough things. We want to preserve some parts of the game. They don't give a crap. Like they no. will, they'll do whatever the hell they got to do. If you could turn the baseball orange and that would make them more money, they do it. Yeah. Right. Like they don't, they really don't care. And this deal, they, I think it's with ESPN, this playoff deal, the 14 teams, they, the deal is signed already. I don't know how it's signed, but it is signed. ESPN, they're going to get a big wild card week package. That's what it's going to be, kind of like how it was in 2020. 
that that's what the deal looks like. There's it's, it's, there's, it's unbelievable. You cannot give me a sob story. What? Let me ask you this: What baseball team is going to go out of business? None. What? That's literally never happened. There are other ways of getting revenue besides. Oh well, you know they don't. They didn't really uh, draw a lot of fans in. Okay, yeah, they didn't draw a lot of fans in, but like, still being handed money. TV deals, revenue sharing, advertising, all this. Like, there's always going to be money there. So, and guess and what? Wanna- maybe some of these teams might think, hey, if we spend money, maybe more people will come to the games. Yeah. That's called an investment. I don't know if these guys know how business works, but, like, that, that's a thing. So why don't you actually go and spend some money? Nobody's going to want to say, hey, babe, pack the bags. We're going to see Austin Hayes and freaking John Means at the ballpark. Like, why do you think the Orioles get nobody to come to their games? Or why do you think they're such a miserable franchise? Don't talk crap about uh, John Means. But um, you're right, if you're no, crying you're, poverty, I, I, I don't want to. I hate to interrupt you, and I just dropped my phone. But we talk about the Rays, right? They've been this story lately. Like we compare them to the Moneyball Athletics, like the same thing. Where they're so analytical, and they've done a great job of building a good roster. No, people care, right? But nobody cares that much about that stuff. Where people go to the games for players more than they do the team success and i know the team success will attract more people but if you bring in a shohei otani to to a place a lot of people are going to go to the ballpark to see shohei otani not a lot of people not as many people are going to go to the ballpark to see you know an opener and then use your bullpen strategically and win a game four to two yeah, you're going to win more games, but let's try and spend some more money in these small market teams to get the big names and get people to come to the ballpark because that's what people come to the ballpark to see. Well, that's part of it, JM. We want to talk about that being a good, you know, a good way to manage your team, manage your bullpen, whatever, the, the opener thing. People have an issue with that. People in the league, fans have issues with it. I personally don't like the opener and then going to relievers every inning. That could have been an issue discussed during this CBA negotiation, if they could have gotten things out of the way, if they were talking early enough, if we were ahead of the game here and we're not, and now we're going to deal with this. We're going to deal with this for a while. And what I was going to say before, if these owners are crying poverty, sell the freaking team, Mm -hmm. sell the team. If you're crying poverty and you don't care, I, I can't stand it. And on top of it, yeah, sure. I'm biased. I heard Buster only today on the radio and he was talking about how the owners are very upset with Cohen and the contract he gave to Scherzer and how he spent money. Oh, you're crying because this guy has money and cares about putting investing into his team and that the owners want to do something about it. What the hell are you going to do about it? Because they're saying, Hey, what the hell are you doing? We're not trying to sign guys to make our teams you know, uh, better. You you bent the rules, right? You're you're gonna cost us money now. We got to give bigger contracts. Like, yeah, and good for Steve Cohen. If I'm Steve Cohen, I'm say screw you. I don't care. I want my team to be good. You don't want to give Max Scherzer money. I'll give Max Scherzer money. Everybody always wants to talk about George Steinbrenner, and I think they rightfully should because guess what? That's cool, right? That's cool going out and just spending money and getting whatever yeah. the hell you want. It's not cool. Freaking micromanaging everything and, and trying to squeeze every little penny out and making sure, listen, I like analysts. We talk about analysts on the show all the time, but it's not as cool 
to go and get a guy, you know, uh, for $8 million, but he'll give you more war per million than a guy who's, you know, going to be a eight war player, but he's worth $40 million. But no, we only want to give him 38 because he doesn't align with our freaking calculation. Like who cares? Guess what? The Dodgers spent $250 million last year. They're one of the most analytically driven teams in the league. What is the prime of the NBA that we remember in our lifetime? To me, it's the 2016 Cavs Warriors, right? Where you just had freaking Hall of Famers all over the court going at it, these super teams, right? And that was an amazing time. The NBA made the most money that they ever freaking have in their lives. Bring that back, right? Bring back the people who are going to get aggressive and go and try and get players. And yeah, there's still going to be those small market teams and that's going to be there forever. But who really gives a crap about that, honestly? Because we need owners that are willing to spend the money and spend a lot of it. Because spending money usually makes you money and it also makes it exciting. You just said it about the NFL free agency. That's going to be a, a huge thing, right? Everybody loves NFL free agency. Why do you think they love NFL free agency? Because teams are getting aggressive and they're signing players and they're spending a lot of money. And it's, oh, what deal is this guy going to get? How much, you know, uh, are they going to sign this many positions? What team's going to be the most aggressive? Who can make the biggest jump? Is it fun in baseball when we see Bryce Harper and Manny Machado a couple of years ago going until February? They're free agents. Craig Kimbrell's a free agent a couple of years ago and season already started. Nobody Terrible. can pay these guys seriously. You, the baseball was already under a bad light. It was, it, it was already at a bad reputation, and this is just making it worse. And they've gone they, backwards. Yeah. If and they miss shame. games, this is gonna be almost like what happened in '94 with the strike. It's so they are going to fall behind again. It is so embarrassing. Like, I, how many bad things have happened to this sport over the past couple of years? You got this right now. You have the the controversy about the baseballs, right? What was is it a dead ball? Is it a live ball? Right? Mm-hmm. Are the balls juice, whatever. Spider tax stuff. Uh, the Astros cheating scandal. Rob Manfred calling the trophy a piece of metal. Hall of Fame issues. Hall of Fame prop, like, and that's just to name a few. I'm sure we're forgetting a ton of problems right now. Yeah. How much more embarrassment can you take as a sport? I really want to see the numbers, and I know it doesn't have an immediate effect because we're talking about projecting into the future and kids and new fans going to different sports. I don't want to root against my own favorite sport, but I really do hope that they see what consequences come from this. That's been my mentality all day. Because it, it really has. It can't go on like that. And you know what? I'm a sucker for still believing in this stuff and wanting to go to Yankee stadium as much as I can and watch all the games and, and watch Sunday night baseball, because I really shouldn't be because this is ridiculous, but I like, because I just get treated like crap, like a fan and say, please, 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 please play baseball. If they finally get something done and then I'll be sitting at the TV opening day, I'll be at Yankee stadium every month, this freaking year. And I really shouldn't be, but it's embarrassing. It's almost, it's almost, it's embarrassing for us that we're, being slept around by them whipped by them but guess what but guess what like i said we'll do that but there's going to be people who don't care that much that won't do that that won't be their opening day they'll be pissed off and they'll just go find something else to do yeah you're 100 right i find myself we listen i still keep up with 
sports and, and read everything, even if I don't watch them as much. But the NBA, I kind of lost my love for it, right? There was there was whatever. I just kind of lost my love for it, and I moved on. It happens. You don't – people change. You don't just stay in one thing and hold on forever. So you got to you gotta figure it out. This was good. We got we got this off our chest. Mm-hmm. I like this. And you know, we're gonna find out a lot more. You know, they I they I think they thought this deadline of February 28th would help, but I don't I don't think it's going to. I, I don't. And again, the owners locked the players out. So technically, the owners can say, Okay, we're gonna unlock the doors. You come in, you come into camp. They look at this as an unnecessary practice, of course. For the owners to gain leverage, they do it. Because if they don't, the players can strike whenever they want. And that's what they did in 94. This isn't going to be good. This is this is not going to be pretty at all. Um, very quickly, I mean, do we even talk about it? Rumors um, going around here. Freddie Freeman could be done in Atlanta. Uh, they're not good negotiations um, right before December 2nd. People thought that was going to be a done deal. Um, they offered him about five years, 135. I, I read before he's looking for six years, 180. It should be 30 a year. I mean, he kind of deserves it, but. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is exciting. We we know, you know how much I love Freddie Freeman. Of course. And uh, about yesterday. the Yankees could definitely be looking for a first baseman this offseason. Uh, when the offseason continues, hopefully soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean. I would have never thought that Freddie Freeman could be anywhere else and he could still end up back in Atlanta. But the the fact that it's gotten to this point is, is shocking. Um, I guess the only positive, I don't want to, I hate to go back to the lockout talk. The only positive that could come out of this is we were talking about the NBA and I'm sorry, the NFL with their free agency and how that frenzy, how crazy it is. We are going to have a scenario like that when we finally get out of this. You know, you're going to see Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa and all these it's guys gonna be Saturday. pretty much right away. Um, so that's going to be cool. I definitely would love to see Freddie Freeman uh, in a Yankee uniform. Would I like to see him in a Red Sox uniform? Hell no. Uh, that I, I would want to bleach my eyes if I saw that. But, um, yeah, I would have never thought that he's going to leave. He's He won the MVP two years ago. He put up an MVP type season last year too. Let me ask you a question though. Yeah. You think he gets into the hall? If the Yankees sign him, are you saying right now or just in general? You think at the end of his career, you think? Yes. Yeah. Me too. I think if the Yankees sign him, I mean, when you think about it, it just, it makes so much sense. You'll, you'll understand my point in a minute. He's, he's 32. And he'll be 33 at the end of the season. That's young. That really is. I understand not wanting to give him a long-term deal, but it's not like the guy's asking for a seven or eight-year contract. You offered him five. He wants six. Why don't you just do it? He's also a first baseman. That's that's a position that plays well into age. And And we always talk about it, but it's true, and they haven't really taken advantage of it. If the Yankees were to get this guy, he's hitting how many home runs a year? On average, he's hitting about um, 28 home runs a year. Yeah. That's going to go up in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. 
So if the Yankees signed him, you could write him in to the Hall of Fame. But um, it makes too it makes too much sense for the New York Yankees. It, it really does. If he's available, and I they did check in on him. You know, nothing serious, of course, but they should huh. they should make the deal. I mean, but, I think it does too. He's you just said he's thirty two, going on thirty three years old. That's pretty young, especially. I thought he would be a little older than that because he's yeah because he's been in the league for a long time. Yes. Um, but 32, 33 years old is not that old for a first baseman. If we're talking about a catcher or a shortstop or a center fielder, that's a little bit of a different story. But for a first baseman, he could definitely play well into his mid to late 30s. Gut feeling right now. Where do you think Correa goes? Back to Houston. Really? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but these cub fans are crazy and they think for whatever reason they're getting him he had he posted a picture the other day with a blue and red glove and he was like oh my god there he's coming here really maybe he's uh, playing a little mind games you interested You, you interested in the glove speaking of the cubs very quickly i don't mean to rant on this this dude marcus stroman man he I'm I'm serious. I think there's something wrong with him. No, I'm I'm and I I feel bad. Like I, I think he needs help. The, the the man is not strong up here. Let's just say that he what preaches mean? this positivity and and happiness. And why look at the negative? And meanwhile, he's the most negative human being I've ever met my seen in my life. We may be the f- only podcast in the world that's both blocked by Marcus Stroman. You ended up getting blocked. I think so. I don't. I remember you didn't. I was like, "How did you not get blocked?" Hold on, check. I always, I, I use him. I stalk him on the podcast page. If you were to go on our Twitter account for our podcast, it's all everything searches Marcus Stroman because that's where I, that's what I use because I can't. Wait, if I'm blocked. Would I not be able to see the profile? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see the profile. Oh, so I'm not blocked. He didn't block you. I remember oh, that's that. annoying. I wanted him to block me. Didn't you call him uneducated? No, okay. I didn't call him uneducated. Jesus. What did you call him? Um, what did I say again? I, oh, I call him an unprofessional clown because he is. Oh, right. He is. He made a comment about the Mets the other day. You know, I'll, I'll pull it up very quickly. I mean, it he, was just so unnecessary. He mentioned something about the Yankees every time. I feel like they he has the opportunity to. Yep. Like, he's still salty. The Yankees didn't want to trade for him back in 2019. He This guy needs to get over himself. I think I del- – how did I delete it? Oh, I might have just sent the tweet over. Did I do that? No, I got to find it. But uh, I thought I screenshotted it. Unless I'm an idiot. Oh, here it is. I did screenshot it. Okay. He goes, just look at who the Mets hired as their GM. That tells you enough. His lack of awareness in his previous position is being exposed to the public now. I'm beyond thankful I'm gone from that organization. Meanwhile, on the 26th of November, he tweeted something out. I'd love to be back with the squad. I love my boys over there. Blah, blah, blah. I just think the front office is going in a different direction. Says he's so good he could pitch in New York. He wasn't that great with us. Um, Blah, blah, blah. 
it's it's so like, it's madness. He's saying that he's glad he's out of there and blah blah blah. You literally just sign with a team that traded away every homegrown World Series champion guy that they had from that team is now gone. Yeah. Like they just had a fire sale, and I mean, you know, which they had the right to. They had a lot of guys coming off the books or whatever, but. Sure. Little embarrassing. They just traded everybody away. I mean, they literally the top five players on their roster all gone. And you want to go there now and be like, yeah, this is the place I want to be. Trade everybody away and rebuild and be horrible for a couple of years. Like good for him. He got paid. And and that's the other thing. Like you did get paid money. You live a fantastic life. You just, you know, you just his baby was just born. Healthy baby. And he's sitting here on Twitter yelling at Mets fans. It, it makes no sense to me. And there was something else. What did I want to say? Real quick. What did he say? Oh, my God. It was actually, it was hysterical. Let me think of it. It's just, oh, this is what I wanted to say. So I forget who, I, I think one of the Met like beat reporters or reported this and he got killed for it because he said that Strowman was divisive in the clubhouse and guys didn't like him. And there was somebody in the front office that could not stand him, but the owner liked him. And then Craig Carton, for whatever reason, her, he has a source in the Mets clubhouse and he said the same thing. And then a caller called up yesterday and goes, I have a buddy on the Mets. I'm not going to say who it is, but he said, Strowman was very divisive. He was hated in the locker room, and Sandy Alderson could not stand him. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise Good me at riddance. all. Good riddance. I think we spent enough time on baseball, and yeah. they don't spend enough time on us. Um, What do we got next? You tell me. I think we're going to do football. Sounds good. All right. Come back, do a little football and a little NBA after this. The SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. We are back to the Hardline Sports Talk, episode 55. Very quickly, we're going to do our last position player list, well, pitcher list, really, relief pitchers. Very quickly, we're going to run through it. And I think the next week we'll do top 10 players overall, Mm -hmm. which is going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. Are we including pitchers in that? Yes. Oh, this is that's tough. It is tough. That's tough. It is tough. I don't know. I don't know who to go. One. Yeah. Hopefully, we see his players on the field soon. Yeah, it, w- it would be nice. Yeah, but don't want to. I don't want to get too greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you you you're getting greedy. You're the fan. Yeah. The yeah, only person no. being hurt is the fan. Too much to ask for. All right. Very quickly. Number ten, Colin McHugh. Number nine, Andrew Kittrich. Number eight, Kenley Jansen. Number seven, Blake Trinan. Number six, my boy, Devin Williams. Number five, your boy, Jonathan Lewisica. Number four, Liam Hendricks. Number three, Emmanuel Chase. Number two, Ryan Presley. And number one, Josh Hader. You mean Emmanuel? You mean Emmanuel Classe? You said Emmanuel Chase. Did I say Emmanuel Chase? Yeah. 
Um, really classic. Wow. What are you shaking your head like that? Some Who did bold, I miss? Some bold statements there. Um, no, you didn't. I mean, you missed the call. I don't know. Just the, the orders got me a little jacked up. Um, right. Number 10, Blake Trinan. Number nine, Aroldis Chapman. Number eight, Rizal Iglesias. Seven, Craig Kimbrell. Six, Jonathan Loisiga. Five, Ryan Presley. Four, Emmanuel Classe. Three, Devin Williams. Two, Liam Hendricks. One, Josh Hader. Um, Liam Hendricks, four? Yeah. I almost put him one. I had him. I one, mean, and then I switched him out with Hater. If we're going, if we're saying that saves aren't as important, if we're saying saves don't mean much, look at the here Emmanuel Classe. No, match. I know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think saves is a a huge. I mean, it, I think it's important to be a good closer. I think I'd rather have a good closer than a good setup guy. Obviously. So would I. But Liam Hendricks numbers have been like dynamite the past three years. Sure about that? Agreed. I mean, Classe had a great season, but. You know, uh, your boy can't pitch against uh, the the Yankees. Oh, in 69 innings, he had a 1-2-9 ERA, a lower FIP. His F war was a little lower, Classe. All right, but this um, is also – the reason why I put Hend- uh, Hendricks is this is a position where it's so freaking hard to find consistency, and he's got that. That's why I figured him and Hater were locked in for one two. But Klotze also that's all right, Michael. Like 102. That's all right, Michael. You got your own opinion. I like it. I, I think it was a very kinky list, if you ask me. What do you mean by that? It's different. Also, the masculine urge not to put Edwin Diaz on this list. I mean, oh, I was stop. this close. I was this close. He had a good year last year. He did. He just fell apart again like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. I can't wait to watch him, Edwin Diaz. All right, let's go. Let's give. Let, let's let's pull ourselves together a little here. I feel like I scatterbrained right now. I know. We're just stuck on baseball. All right. Let's go to football. Question. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Um, he's so weird, man. I don't know. I think he's either, I've been saying this all along and I'm sticking to it. He's either coming back to the Packers or he's not playing football anymore. I don't think he wants to get traded. Even if he does want to a little bit, I don't think he's going to end up wanting to do it. Um, I think he's going to come back. I really do. I think he's going to play another season with the Packers. Um, but yeah, he's got, He's a weird guy. He really is. He po- he's posting stuff on social media. He said in his speech for the MVP, he kind of made it seem a little like he was going to leave. I think he kind of likes to dance, and uh, I think he's going to end up coming back. Loves the attention. Tension whore. It's weird because I was with you for the past two weeks now that if I had to guess what was going to happen, it was either he was going to retire or stay. Yeah. And now, like, if you were going to stay, right, don't you think your mind would have been made up at this point? Um, Yeah. I mean, most normal people would, but I don't think he's a normal guy. You're right. He's not normal. He did that weird-ass – if you want to look – I'm not going to talk about it. I heard about the cleanse that he did. Apparently, it's, like, disgusting. The cleanse? He, you didn't listen to him on the Pat McAfee show? Oh, God, no. He said he just got done with, like, a tariff. I, I don't know how I remember I forget how long it was. It might have been 10 day like 
body cleanse. Oh, look, I'll look it up. Oh, God. It's disgusting. But it's yeah, it's interesting because I, I mentioned it before. I don't think he's gonna want to retire with Brady and Big Big Ben going into the uh Hall of Fame same year. You think he's really gonna do it because of that? I don't think he really cares about that. He might want uh, the little uh the funeral. What do you mean the funeral? The the retirement party season. Uh you think so? He, he you know what he is? He's a we'll weird see. guy. I can't get a grip on this guy. Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's a cleanse that originated in India. It's been going on for thousands of years. It's called Panchakamara. Panchakarma. Panchakarma. Um, cleansing, balancing, healing, and rejuvenation. What is it? What do you do? You like strengthen your immune system, relax your mind and body through upper and lower purging. Um, purging. A lot of vomiting. Okay, so what? Yeah. What is he like? Bulimic? Therapeutic. I don't even know if I'm reading that word right. Therapeutic. Therapeutic vomiting or induced vomiting. What the hell is therapeutic vomiting? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> some therapy. Let's throw up everything. Like, what? all right. So, vamana. I guess is all part of panchakarma. Von mana is therapeutic vomiting and induced vomiting. Virachana is. I can't even pronounce that word. All I see is forced diarrhea. This is disgusting. This is actually disgusting. This guy may be the weirdest person on this planet. It's so weird. Like, what did he do? Did he, like, get abducted by aliens a couple years ago? Because I feel like he wasn't always this weird. No, he, he, I, don't, I, I don't remember him being this weird. I mean, not a thing with that. You know what it was probably when he started? He started dating Danica Patrick, and then it just all went downhill. Uh, he, he left Olivia Munn. They, they, yeah. they were done. She's something. He's bound, he bounces around. Him and J-Lo should get together. Do not. Do not talk about J-Lo. Do not talk about J-Lo. I'm in, I'm in a thing with her right now. They don't I, call can't, her, I can't they get my mind off her. They don't call her Jenny from the block for no reason. Like she left the goat and now she's all well, he's a moron too, A Rod. <laughs> What's with the A Rods? A Rogers, A Rod, they're all idiots. The owner of the Timberwolves, like <laughs> Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the Rogers. I mean, we should be getting a, an announcement pretty soon. Maybe by next episode we'll we'll know what he's doing. Bro, That'd be nice. Is... I'm sorry if we're all over the place in this episode, but this is what I feared of this time of year. This is what happens. There's no football's over. Yeah. Baseball. We're usually supposed to be like, oh, now we can talk spring training. No baseball. NBA nope. all-star weekend just happened. Trade deadline's over. And it was literally dead because you had no basketball for almost a week. This is – there's a college basketball. that You don't have any conference uh, – Tournaments going on. We are in 
this is like purgatory death sports right now this is just we're just by the way i'm waiting for something to happen i don't know if you're gonna be there this is really going all over the place but i think first week second week march it's like a wednesday i'm gonna be at the garden big east tournament i don't know if you're going to a big east tournament oh really yeah is that the first round it's the first round yeah all right because if it's the second round i won't be there because we'll probably be done by then but if it's the first it's the first round i'll see you i don't i don't know yeah i don't know exactly what it is i gotta look at i gotta look it up again but anyway you'll be in the garden like you're you're making an appearance yes yeah courtside yeah, I mean, they'll probably put me on the Jumbotron. You'll yeah. see where I'm sitting. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll wave to you. Okay, yeah. I'll, t- I'll try and see if I can get down there. And they're going to they're gonna deliver popcorn to me. It's going to be yeah. good. They'll just they'll keep sending buckets of popcorn down to the court. It'll be good. <sighs> and beers on them, too. All right. Um. So that's Rodgers. Uh, I don't really want to talk about Tom Brady. I want to talk done. about these other He's done. I don't think he's done, but he's done. He's done. Stop. We'll, Stop. We'll kick that can he's down done. the road another time. Uh, do you think Watson or Russell Wilson get traded? Because the Seahawks came out and said, no, he's unavailable. And we know the Texans want to trade Deshaun Watson, but his legal situations might be holding a lot of that up. No and no. I think if the legal situation gets cleared up a little bit, maybe. Um, but as of right now, no. Russell Wilson that whole situation is weird in Seattle. Um, I don't think it's going to end well, which whatever way it goes. I, I, I just don't think this roster is capable of being a Super Bowl contending team right now. And they don't really have a lot of stuff going for them. I mean, we know the obvious that the Jets have their pick in the first round this year. So yeah. they got a lot of work to make up. I think we're kind of – I think they're getting exposed a little bit. I think a lot of people are realizing – DK Metcalf might not be as good as we thought he was. You know, he's still a good receiver, but is he top 10, top five worthy, like some people were saying? I don't think so. Absolutely. Um, You know, you got guys getting up there in age. Bobby Wagner's getting up there. Tyler Lockett's getting up there. Even Russell Wilson, right? Uh, He's not going to be great forever. Uh, And he hasn't had the greatest offensive line in his career in Seattle. But, um, yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's also – I think he is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's. I'm looking at his numbers right now. He is. But he's very – it's weird. He's had a weird career. He's been consistent, but he's never been, like, the best. Right? We've always talked about him as an MVP candidate, and he's won a Super Bowl, and he's amazing. But he's never been the best in any year. He's very good. He is very good. He's Hall of Famer. And I think he's going to get traded, by the way. Really? I got a team, too. guess not not the giants um he's got a team philly yep yeah that's like the big i keep seeing I, all over the i think i think he's gonna be an eagle they have the picks to do it they they should they should do it you think they seattle should. does it three first they're three first this year and and jalen hurts Listen, I, I get how hard it is to find a franchise quarterback, so I'm usually of the side where you don't trade him away no matter what they offer you. But in their situation, like I said, Russell Wilson isn't 25 anymore, right? He's he's, he's well in his 30s. Um, you don't really have any draft capital right now heading into the future, and you have guys 
on both sides of the ball that are getting up there in age. You don't have the youngest team in the league. Um, this team needs a lot of shaping up. So if you can get all three of those first round picks this year from the Eagles and, and start rebuilding this, then do it. But I think if you're going to do that, are they, is Pete Carroll going to be this, this team's coach into the future? I mean, he's got to be around for years then. No, I, I, I think it would have been time to move off of him already this past off season, but they didn't eventually they will. And if you're the Seahawks, you can get pick 15, 16, and 19, no first-round picks this year, and have them send you over Jalen Hurts. You may yeah. have an answer at quarterback already. Why the hell not? I mean, at he would point, play well in that system. Yeah, why not? Seattle's never been a team, even with Russell Wilson being great, Seattle's never really been a gunslinging first offense. They've been They've emphasized the running game. So that's what Jalen Hurts is used to playing in. So he could – he could do well in Seattle. I, I see that as the biggest, you know, like that's the biggest threat for any star quarterback. Like there, I shouldn't say threat. The Eagles are the landing spot for any big time quarterback at this point. Cause you can give up those three first round picks. Like, this is a young team. And, and if you can go get a star quarterback, you do it. I don't know. We're, Superstar we're, quarterback. This isn't – I don't like the way this is going, though. We never, ever heard of guys getting traded, these quarterbacks, right? And we saw it with Drew Brees to New Orleans, but it would happen once in a blue moon. We're going to see Wentz, Stafford, who just won the Super Bowl, and now Russell Wilson getting traded, and we're talking about Watson, and now Kyler Murray's even getting thrown into the mix here. That that's done. They're good. Are you sure about that? Because I know I, they'll say that. Right before we came on, I was gonna put it in the episode, but I kind of feel like it died down. They are talking extension. Interesting. Didn't Jared Goff sign an extension? Yes, he did. Yeah, and now he's in Detroit. Going two and fifteen. Listen, it is it's different times, right? We live in different times, and players have a ton of power in, in all sports now. And these quarterbacks, if they want out, they get out. Now, does his extremely hot supermodel wife want Philadelphia? Is it close enough to New York? She wants New York. But we're, we don't want Russell. We do not want Russell. We have Daniel. We don't want Russell either. We have the right Wilson. Right. We have our quarterbacks in New York. We're Dog. good. Did you We're see good. that the Jets are the fourth most popular bet to win the Super Bowl next year? Oh, here we go with this. Here we go. Oh, God. Fade the public. <laughs> um, not fade the public. The public is right. Oh. What do you got next, next on the list, Michael? Let's go. Let's pull it together. Uh, I just oh, read. Uh, only New- episode like 56. We got this. The New York governor uh, is ready to welcome Ukrainian refugees. He's got that update. That's good. Um, all right. Th- I You want to see me get pumped up. By the way, we're battling with my uh, computer. I'm on 13%. I think we're good, but it get, keeps getting smaller. No, not down here. Anyway, all right, let's talk if, about it. If the computer dies, I'll just take the show over. You got it? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Troy Aikman because he's bolting Fox for ESPN. 
five years, $90 million. He's going to break, I think, Tony Romo's record. Just burning money. Aikman to ESPN, Monday Night Football. That dumbass crew is out with Steve Levy and Brian Greasy and Lewis Reddick. Do they get rid of it every year? Every two years it's been now. They've been terrible. They deserve it. Now, ESPN needs a play-by-play guy. They're trying to get Buck. They're trying to get Joe Buck to leave. Joe Buck gets paid $11 million to do NFL and the World Series on Fox. I doubt he leaves. I think they'll pay him top dollar to stay. Al Michaels, who is apparently really close to signing a deal with Amazon to do Thursday Night Football, he could go to ESPN. They didn't finish the deal yet. So he could go to ESPN, do Al Michaels, Troy Aikman. So what's the Buck crew going to look like now? Gets interesting. They have a ton of options. Like they could try and lure away Sean McVay. Wow. Think about what he think about Sean. Think about this for Sean McVay, though. And I and I didn't think about this until recently. Sean McVay, less stress, more time with his super hot wife, and more. All right, how many people got a super hot wife now? A lot. We're going apparently. on and on about this. Sean McVay could be paid $15 million or more to call games each week. Yes. $15 million a year or more. And we know how he is. He's a very personal guy. He has this sick memory. He would be fantastic in the booth. I don't know. You know, I feel bad for people that are like broadcasting majors. And and I think you're one of them, aren't you? Um, yeah. And people that want to end up being on TV and dream about being an Al Michaels or a Chris Collinsworth, whoever, because at this point, like you just got to play in the league or be a coach in the league and you're going to end up on TV. It, it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Unless you're um, fantastic at play by play than like me. I mean, you if you're, if you're, if you're Sean McVay, you're, he's still so young. He's not even 40 yet. Um, you just want a Super Bowl. I mean, wouldn't you want to, I understand, you know, with you, you're talking about a super hot wife. Thanks. You made your point clear. Um, she is something. Yeah. Okay. We get it. Um, who was the other super hot wife I talked about? Uh, what you call it? Ciara, uh, Ciara, whatever. Oh my like. god. Yeah. She's something too. Talking about Jennifer Lopez. I mean, oh. You got a grip here, guy. Please. Um, but you know, you just won the Super Bowl as a head coach, and you're less than forty years old. I understand that there might be some situation we're talking about right now, broadcasting where it's a little more money, or maybe it's better for your family or whatever. But you don't. I mean, this guy's a competitor. I, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't want to keep competing and building his legacy. Everybody's got a price. It's true. Everybody's got a price. Uh, you want to hear another name floated out there for Amazon? Oh. John Lynch. The GM of the Niners? Yeah. If you if you I don't know if you remember, he was the second team. So you know how there's Aikman and Buck with Fox, and then there was the yeah. second team with Burkhart, uh, Kevin Burkhart. He did games with him, and Lynch, John Lynch was great. But he doesn't want to leave. They were close. Yeah. I think it was $12.5 million a year they offered him. Wow. And he said no. That's crazy, the money they have to offer these guys to be broadcasters. But look at the money they make. Look at the ratings. 
This is more interesting than MLB free agency. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Sean Payton could get in the mix at, in Fo- with Fox. You know, you said everybody has their price. I'd have to think about it. I think I think twelve million gets it done for me. I five hundred thousand does it for me. Sign me up. I'll do play by play for Amazon. Jeff Bezos. All I want are World Series tickets if that happens and Super Bowl tickets. It's fair and deal. A two weeks trip all paid to Disney World every year. That's it. That's all I want. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. But it it really is crazy. Listen, the NFL or primetime games are going to sound a lot different. Let's just say that a lot different. Hopefully, better. This little carousel. We know. We know my opinion about Troy Aikman. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, when you take him away from Joe Buck, my opinion changes. I think Aikman. And I, I'm good. I'm guilty of this. I think Aikman got a bad rap. Let's see. Let's see how it goes okay. without uh, Buck. One more thing. Let me just ask you this. Because Fox, let's just say Fox retains Buck, which I think is a must for them. He, I think he's fantastic. Let's say they retain Buck. They're still, their ratings are still going to be through the roof because it's Fox NFL Sunday at 425. Yeah. So losing Aikman isn't going to kill them. No. It's interesting. Um, it really matter. They'll, they'll find somebody new and that'll work great. Whatever. Brady? Maybe Peyton Manning does something. Oh, my God. Brady? Jesus. Drew Brees. Not Peyton. And Breeze got off to a tough start, though, but he did recover at the end. That's it. That's a name being floated out there. Yeah. Mike Tarico is replacing uh, my Al Michael. So it's going to be Tarico and Collinsworth on ABC on NBC. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know what? I think we're good with the NBA. Yeah. I think we are. We need a lot. Uh, LeBron's mad at the Lakers. Uh, hinted a possible return to Cleveland. Harden debut tomorrow. That'll be exciting. Talk about that next time. And the Nets. Kyrie may be back playing here at the Barclays Center very soon. Hopefully we got a little bit more interesting storylines to talk about with you guys. At least we're going to have our top 10 MLB players, which is going to be exciting. Can't wait. This is a good episode. We got a lot off our chest. We did. This is more of a venting episode than a informational yeah. informational one thank you although a lot of information but yeah. uh hopefully we got some great news of baseball next time and uh, uh i don't know about that one mikey uh, we'll see what happens with rogers but uh yeah. we'll talk to you guys next week